the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always right here on the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, today, uh, we actually got a, a ton to talk about, as always. It's, uh, our show is really built on savings and investing. That, that is the real key to building up wealth over the long term, uh, is to save aggressively and invest conservatively, which is our motto and our philosophy on the show. Uh, we've been on for over 10 years now. We're one of Houston's most popular financial shows, and uh we really want to build upon this this savings culture that's going on. We're seeing the savings rate go up uh, across the country. Uh, it, it really bottomed in about 2007, and uh, it's no coincidence. Once the savings rate got to – it was basically zero within 12 months, the, the nation was in a financial crisis. And so in the world today where we have runaway government spending uh, and questionable entitlements – the it's important to save and build up wealth over the long term for yourself because you can't depend on the government to be there and so what most so what you want to do is build up that savings rate and the best way we know how to do it is is through 401k savings plans the uh that it, it's called income-based savings, which simply means you put away a little bit in each paycheck. We find it very hard for people to save much beyond that, uh, irregardless of income. And, and, and so I guess it should be regardless of income, as I'm often corrected. But uh, so so that we the number is 10%. Our goal for everyone is 10% plus the company match, which typically gets to be 13%. That's where the research Citicorp did some research a while back on this, and the number was allowed. I want to say thirteen and a quarter percent is what kind of the magic number was to saving for retirement. If you're in your fifties, you really need to save more money than that. To, if you're behind in your savings, and we have a lot of people that come in and talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. Some are really well set, others are behind, and if they're behind, what we do is we just counsel them to continue to save money, continue to build up the wealth, but just get a little more aggressive in the savings part of the equation. And along those lines, I really came across an uh, interesting statistic about the uh, uh, about saving for uh, in, in working. And this is something that, that we've always – I've been in this business 
for over 25 years now, I, I, I hate to even think about it. You know, for a while, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been in the business for five years or I've been in for 10 years. Once you hit 25, you're like, yeah, well, uh, it's it just you really don't want to count the years anymore. But uh, I, I, I found a study that says retiring after 65 will extend your life. And they, and they looked at people retiring at 65, 67, 70, and 72. And, and the chance of them dying, the risk of dying uh, uh, decreased 21% if they worked at age 67 Forty-four percent if they if they work to age seventy, and fifty-six percent if they work to age seventy-two. So, so working longer instead of retiring at sixty-five extends your life. It, it reduces your chance of dying. But you said, "Oh, well, Ted, wait a minute. What what you're talking about there is 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 the people that are sick can't work, so they have to retire. That they're in poor health, and so they have to retire." earlier so so that negates what you're saying and it, it, there's a uh, a bias in your research but i also have the numbers with people retiring with health issues at 67 70 and 72 and if if they retire with health issues it was still a 17% drop at six, at 67 and a 38% drop if if they retire with health issues at at 38 at, at 70 it was a 38% greater chance and at 72 is at 48 percent so it it really doesn't it doesn't appear to be as much of a health issue and it it goes a little beyond that also is the benefits remained in the for remaining in the workforce uh and this is an oregon state uh, research report uh it basically increased irregardless or irrespective, irrespective of gender, lifestyle, education, income, and occupation. So it's, this is a very compelling study that working, uh, the later you, you work, the better chance, uh, the longer your life is going to be, and it will extend your life. And this is, goes to something that we've talked about on the show a lot. They had the old, the, the greeter, who was that, that jackass David Letterman, you know, he was making fun of, uh, of of greeters at Walmart that was his big big thing and 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 what we discovered in dealing with our clients is I'm always amazed at the client that that they, they have a million or 2 million dollars in their retirement savings don't even need the money and they're working just because they want something to do it, it's our experience a good chunk of the people working over the age of 65 do it because they like doing it they they like they enjoy working it gives them something to do it gives them a purpose in their life it it extends their life. It, it they're healthier. It helps physically. It helps them cognitively, mentally, and it also helps them uh, with uh, dexterity and different things like that. So it's a huge life extender. And so I don't it, you know it, it always says have a hobby, have a work, or have something. And the golf course probably isn't a hobby because once you've played the same course fifty times in a row, it gets a little boring. Yeah, though I could, you know, that was how it's nice now. But uh, so understand that working at retirement uh, will extend your life materially. And by the way, the research is showing the one group who really who hasn't dropped in employment since the great financial crisis of 2008 and nine has really been people over the age of 65. So something to think about. I think it's a really interesting uh, study that was done uh 
about this, and this this confirms what what our research says. And we really, I mean, we're we're pretty big proponents of working in general. Uh, where to go now? The uh, you know really a tremendous amount of stuff to talk about uh, on the show this week. A lot of stuff is happening. A lot of things are happening in the world today. We're going to be talking about the markets. Real interesting uh, statistics coming out of oil. I want to hit on later in the show. Some fascinating uh, uh, reasons why it's going up uh, right now. Uh, I, I also the the market really appears to be rolling over. We really have our guard up right now. Uh, the I wanted to talk. We we had a lot of calls last week in the show. A whole lot talked a little bit about Donald Trump in in the establishment. Really worried about Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump had a meeting this week with Paul Ryan, and I really wanted to just touch base on that. Let me give you a couple things. I think Donald Trump is a winner. I think he's going to do very well for the Republican Party. Uh, I believe he is what we need at this point in time uh, because he he is capable, understands the media and the political correctness that has infected the United States and can withstand it and can turn it on these people. And, 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 and the media and the administration has been very adept of, of marginalizing, trivializing, and uh, – basically calling people racist, haters, or whatever, if the minute that they say they disagree with, with one of their ideas. You know, the last time we saw stuff like this was probably, if you talk to an, an East German or a Russian, they will, they would be afraid. You know, they would tell you they were afraid. They had to keep their mouth shut if they wanted to get ahead. If you criticize the Communist Party, you wouldn't get a good job. Uh, and we're starting to see this in the United States. Harvard University, the, this paragon of virtue that, that they seem to have cloaked themselves in, uh, it, it has turned out to be a pretty dark place. The, this week, they, they announced that what they were doing was for, 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 for scholarships, particularly the Marshall and the, uh, the Rhodes Scholars, which is a really big deal. Okay, I know a number of these people. And... Uh, you you can, you will you might not get those if if you're dealing with, if you're involved in a secret society or which they have some of those in Harvard they're like little dinner clubs or, or a hate group or or something else and the problem starts coming in is is if Donald Trump is a hater then maybe if you're supporting Donald Trump you don't qualify for for these scholarships and uh, and this is a big deal. This is what we saw in Nazi Germany. This is what we saw in Russia. If you criticize or if you were a member of the hate group or whatever, you didn't get the good factory jobs. You didn't rise up in the company, uh, in the communist countries. You, didn't, you weren't allowed into political form. And that, that what, what Harvard is doing is exactly what the East German communists did, what the Stasi did, what what the what the Russians did and what communists have done all over the world, and 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 Donald Trump, I think, is uniquely at this time in history has the ability to stand up to these people, and and basically call BS on them, and 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 say, look, what are you doing? This is the type of and and he he alone appears to be able to do it. So I think he's a big win. I think the American people genuinely believe in Donald Trump, and I believe that he he is going to they believe he's going to fight for them. So he is garnering huge support out there. We're getting massive turnout on the Republican side, thirty to sixty percent above it what it's been in the past. 
the, the Democrats, they're down 25% in their polling. It's a complete disaster for them. And so I think this is very exciting. Uh, I think we need someone to sort of stand up with the trade issues. If you think about it in this country, we fought three wars, spent a trillion dollars apiece, lost thousands of Americans, hundreds of thousands of American soldiers were injured in these wars. They've been a complete, utter disaster as near as the the results we've seen. And yet, if we say we need to stand up to to China and some of these other countries, it's, oh, no, we're going to have a trade war. That would be the end of the world. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just fought three wars and had no problem with that. But if we try to stand up for the American people and jobs, it's the end of the world. And I think we need someone that can call up and understand some of these issues. In some of these issues that everybody knows what he's saying is basically true. Now, we don't need to start a trade war, but we need to get a little tougher and stand up to people a little more. Everybody knows it, but they're afraid to say so. It's almost like the emperor wears no clothes. The, the, the boy, someone finally says and says, wait a minute, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. And everyone's thinking, well, I was thinking that too, but I was afraid to say anything. Donald Trump is uniquely qualified. He can make good decisions. Uh, I think he he's a businessman. He knows the dangers of regulation and taxation, and, and I think he's a job creator. And I think it's very exciting for the Republican Party. Now, I know some people disagree with that. Now, here's the good thing about Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, they had a meeting. Paul Ryan didn't endorse him. They're still talking back and forth. Let me tell you why this is really good. The reason is, is because what we're seeing is Paul Ryan represents the conservative core of the Republican Party. And these guys are very conservative. Uh, like many of us here in Texas, I consider myself a conservative. And we need the conservatives. They can't just roll over for Donald Trump and, and see. That so, so he can. They need to be a, a force that Donald needs to reckon with them. So when he's if he becomes president. He can sit there and negotiate with the Republicans, too, and he can go, look, I got all these conservatives over here. They want this, this, and this. And and so, therefore, we need to shift the outcome of this election and the outcome of, of, of the of – the, what we're going to do for the next four years to the to the Republican side, which means the Republicans are going to stand tough, and that is what Paul Ryan is doing. And that that so when when he didn't come out and Donald endorse Donald Trump, that wasn't a big negative at all. That's just that that that's the conservatives are sticking together on this issue. That's a good thing. I think things are going very well, and it's very exciting. So I just wanted to touch base on those points. Uh, by the way, if you got any questions or comments, you can always call us at seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy, and uh, coming up on a break. So we're done. We'll be right back after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers. 
Affairs, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. 800-917-8611 Again, 800-917-8611 Jolly Furniture. Hi, Mac. I saw your TV commercial featuring furniture covered with sunbrella fabric where the kids painted mustard, ketchup, and other condiments on the white sofa. All the stains were easily removed. It was incredible. Yes, yes, yes. Gallery Furniture has a huge selection of sunbrella fabric, sofas, love seats, sectionals. Sunbrella fabric supercell happens right now at Gallery Furniture. If you want furniture that's kid friendly, oh so comfortable, beautiful, and durable, come by Sunbrella Fabric Upholstery at Gallery today. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Dennis Prager on the next Dennis Prager Show. Has Facebook cooked the books against conservative sites? I will have discussed that on CNN, let you know what that led to. And we'll be broadcasting from New York, plus the international and national news of the weekend and more on the next Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, the, uh, we're talking a little bit uh, about, the, uh, about savings so far, a little bit on the politics, uh, what we're seeing. Look, uh, a couple things that, 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 that we're looking at in here. The, I came across a really fascinating story uh, this week about uh, – it had to do with uh, Glencore, which is a big uh, commodity trading firm. And, and evidently, some, it's one of the largest commodity tra- trading firms in the world. And what I've not been able to figure out for about the last week or two is why oil prices have gone up much above $40. And it really didn't seem like it was the right it, – it, it, because the inventories kept going up and we're watching the inventories closely. And for oil to go up, the inventories should be going d- down, which means you're getting your drawdown. Could not figure it out. And then we came across a story that, that Glencore is, it has, has been purchasing uh, the loadings from, from the Brent crude fields uh, in, in the North Sea, which is one of the benchmarks, so they can try to manipulate the oil, oil prices, and and they're rumored to have bought up thirty percent of the of the June cargoes, so they can control the market and try to cause a short squeeze in the market. Uh, and they're trying to corner the, the the loadings in the Brent crude, which is very unusual. Uh, we saw this with the Hunt brothers in nineteen eighty three with silver. Uh, and, and I think they're working in concert with some, maybe some of the central bankers to try to push asset prices up because we've seen this across the spectrum. 
We saw a huge bubble in of, of commodity trading in China that blew up here just recently where the prices of iron, uh, rebar, steel in, in China doubled or more very quickly and then blew up under massive trading. And there seems to be excuse me, a real push up in commodity prices to try to get everyone to think the world's economy is coming back. We don't think that's the case. I think oil is is up here near the top of the range over the near term, and we're looking for some type of pullback. But it's really fascinating, this story about Glencore trying to corner the uh, the Brent crude loadings market to try to force up the price of oil. Uh, a lot of interesting things are going on there. At the same time, we've written about China has increased uh, oil imports by 20% th- this quarter uh, from last year, which is a huge number when their economy really isn't doing that well. And we believe that they're trying to stockpile the oil there. But they're also, I believe, trying to do two things. They're trying to diversify out of the dollar. And at the same time, they're also pushing up oil prices, which they believe is going to stabilize emerging markets. I tell you, let's take a call from Charles. Hello, Charles. Hello, Ted. Uh, I just wanted to kind of put some things in perspective. Uh, If you've never been around New Yorkers, if you haven't dealt with them, especially down here, we don't really understand what Trump is all about. And as much as we love Cruz, as much as Cruz was our David and Goliath and the Dragon Slayer, the problem is this is a different country. Ted uh, Cruz might have been able to do well in the 70s, but today we have a whole different environment. Now, the New York mentality, those guys are kind of crazy. They say crazy things. They do crazy things. A lot of it is shock effect. A lot of it is just initial position in a negotiation the thing that I was impressed with, and I was with a bunch out of uh, uh, New York, uh, one of the major commands uh, in the first Gulf War, those folks are intensely patriotic. They love this country. They love America. And that's, you know, something that to them is number one. And, and so... Um, yeah, they, they say some things that are, you know, uh, not what we would consider in polite company down in this part of the country, but we've got to realize how unique we are. I mean, Texas is a very, very unique environment. And so, you know, we didn't understand Trump's appeal uh, and, and, you know, we were so excited about Cruz and he's our guy and all that. But yeah. the reality is that Trump has a national presence. I mean, he has been in the media. He understands the media. You know, it's like a Hollywood starlet. They don't care what the media says as long as their name is in the paper. There's no such thing as bad publicity, you know, for them. And a lot of this bluster and a lot of this stuff that Trump does is for shock effect. It's it's just part of that. No, I, yeah, Charles. No, I, look. I think you've raised some really, really good points. I, you know, I think that's a good point. Is is uh, particularly to point out to people down here that that New Yorkers are very, very patriotic, and you know, I, I think that's actually uh, some really good points. And uh, I, I do think Ted Cruz that this convention isn't over yet. But I, you know, he has a huge political future in front of him, as far as I'm concerned. I, uh, I don't think with him it's uh, over at all. 
Uh, I think he, he is the star in in the conservative wing of the party, which which is going to have to is we ha, the we conservatives have to pull together and stick together now because if Trump becomes president, we've got to sit there and have him get these value these conservative issues through, and 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 he has to be able to go to the other side and go look. I got to deal with these guys on this side. But but good call, thank you. That, that excellent. You know, Charles makes some excellent points. My wife made some comment a while back on on Trump it was something like Ted. He's just like one of the New Yorker development developers, and 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 she's watching one of these real these real estate shows, and it's like the guy's going, "Oh my God, you're screwing things up. This is a disaster. I'm never using you again. You need to get these rented." Da 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 da. And then it's like the next day, "This is horrible. Have we done it?" And then the guy gets it completed. Oh, Bob's the greatest guy in the world. He really did a wonderful job reading these up. I knew he did it. I always had confidence in him. It's just sort of it. It is a very different world in New York, and and and, and Trump is quintessential New York you know, developer type of guy, but, but I, I do believe he dearly loves the country. And I, and I do believe that, that he would make a good president. And I think the American people really like this guy. And, and so, uh, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but, uh, but the, uh, you know, we'll just have to watch and see, but I, I don't believe, I, I do believe, I don't buy this stuff. Ted Cruz, people have told me that I'm not sorry, Ted Cruz, but Donald Trump can't win. I don't believe that for a second. Guys that pull those type of people, guys that fill up or girls that fill up football stadiums, those people, they can win. And and Donald Trump's one of those people and and gets the, just the massive turnout. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happened. And what we're doing, we're working on to look at that. I think, you know, we're going to see some changes because of Donald Trump. And this is why we really, a couple things, you really ought to have your guard up. We really want to watch the long bond in here. Is that going to be spooked out because of Donald Trump? Or the Chinese, how are the Chinese going to react? That's what we really want to watch. Uh, I, I think we're going to see more infrastructure spending. I think Donald Trump really gets the regulation. Regulation, oh my God, it is unbelievable what's going on with regulation out there because if you want to understand regulation, go over and drive down I-45, get in front of the flight path to the planes coming in at about 5.30 or 6, and there's one after another you can see in the sky, particularly at dark, they're coming in. And that's what Obama has, one group of regulations after another he's trying to slap into place at the last minute that are all going to have to be dismantled. And, and, and one other thing, and I get off this topic, uh, in my studies of the Depression, and I believe this is very similar the, the, to the depression, to what we're dealing with today, and I, I and I think the mistake that everyone's made, in particular the Federal Reserve, is is they believe that 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 the, that the depression lasted longer than it should have because they weren't loose enough. Therefore, they flooded the money. The mistake I believe the Federal Reserve made was in their studies of the Federal Reserve. And Benjamin Bernanke was one of the he's one of the top scholars of the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, actually in the country of studying the depression. He was former chairman of the Federal Reserve is. I believe in my studies that one of the big problems it took so long to for the United States to recover is because we had effectively a socialist president under under uh Franklin Roosevelt. People forget he wanted to he tried to set he tried to set farm prices, he tried to put caps on farm prices, he tried to put floors on far, farm farm uh 
produce prices, on grains, on uh, commodity prices. He tried he tried to pack the Supreme Court, and, and that was rejected by the American people uh, in the court system. He, he he did a lot of things. He tried to take over the electric system in this country, and I I think that socialist socialistic attitude depressed capitalism and resulted in a decade of 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 poor growth. And I think Barack Obama has done the th- same thing with reckless uh, taxation policies, in particular reckless regulation in this country. Look at the disaster in the coal business, in many other parts of the country. And he he's dampened uh, he's dampened the capitalist animal spirits that that build this country. We're one, we're one of the lowest formation of new businesses in history because they're so complicated and so hard to start up because of all the regulation. And so my theory is if you get that out of the way, you get a Donald Trump in there and people believe in the United States again, they will start hiring people and the economy will recover. Now, the problem we have is we're living in a world of massive amounts of debt. And this is the debt levels have skyrocketed around the world since since the uh, since the financial crisis in 2008 and nine, particularly in corporate America. That's uh, the American people have really reduced their debt. Uh, the corporations in this country debt has skyrocketed in and which is the give an example i came across a statistic that uh where is it the uh debt to ebitda which is something we really look at as as value investors in the stock and bond market that's our big thing it is it is effectively uh gone from about 0.7% uh debt to ebitda to one and a half, one point five percent, one point five times uh, debt to EBITDA across the board in the in the big companies. So it's effectively doubled in corporate America since the financial crisis. This is what's fascinating about that statistic: is in the first quarter of two thousand nine, we were able to buy for our clients some phenomenally good corporate bonds on very high quality U.S. on. Not very. They weren't Exxon, but they were high quality, solid A triple B, well known companies out there. At we bought the bonds at great prices because people worried that they were going to get in financial trouble because they they were financing too much of their debt with commercial paper, or they they couldn't refinance. And and so, and corporations did not have enough cash because they were running so much debt. Okay, and so. Fast forward today, corporations are levering up on debt. Let me tell you a story. When I first started in this business, I I started out at a brokerage firm, and I had to call people up and say, hey, would you like to invest in the stock market? Uh, And and this was was in the 80s, uh, in mid-80s. And and I would oftentimes get, with an older person, looked at, I lived through the Depression because keep in mind that Depression did not end until the, the 40s, a uh, couple years into the 40s. I lived through the Depression, and I remember what how the stock market wiped my parents out. In that one, I will not invest in the stock market. Now, understand that was the start of one of the biggest stock market bull moves in history when these people were telling me that. But 40 years later, they remembered what happened, and they were very cautious about investing in the stock market. 
We had the worst financial crisis since 1929, without a doubt. And the Federal Reserve had to rescue the financial system, and they will tell you, and I believe it, that it was within days of completely collapsing. And five years later, corporate America has doubled debt because they're busily buying up company stock to try to push the price of their stock up and and increase price per share earnings by reducing the float and taking on debt. After five years from, oh, my God, our company's going to fail to let's roll the dice, lever the company up and buy back stock. That is extraordinary. That's something we have never seen. People in the past have always learned lesson that the gas crisis, it took, that it was 73, it took probably 15, 20 years for people to forget that. The Depression, it took 40 years for people to forget that. Vietnam, it took from, uh, it took 20, 30 years for people to, they still it was big in their mind. With corporate executives, within five years, they forgot that the company nearly failed and they doubled debt since then. This is extraordinary that, that, that the mindset of corporate America in this country of buying back stock, lever, levering the, comp- the balance sheet of the company up by taking on additional debt, buying back stock, cutting workers, cutting, uh, eliminating raises, cutting capital spending, cutting research and de- development. It's astonishing. I mean, the, the short-term mindset on Wall Street is, is just has, has really corrupted corporate America. And after five years, so it's so. So this is going to be a problem, and what we have to do is we've got to navigate through this type of problem. You have to understand that there's a problem out there. Do you realize that the Chinese have taken on, or emerging markets have taken on about fifteen trillion dollars worth of debt in, since since the financial crisis? It went from about uh, went from maybe twelve to twenty seven trillion, thirty trillion dollars worth of additional debt in seven, eight years, a massive ramp up of debt. This whole recovery has built on debt, and now it's starting to fail. You have to understand this. So with your investments, what you want to do is you want to go, look, you don't want to be in the guy, you don't want to be in there putting your money that you've saved your entire life all in with the guy rolling the dice, buying back his stock, hoping to jack up the price of his stock so he can collect a bunch of bonuses and then retire wealthy and leave the company in shambles. You want to put your money with people that that have your values, companies that have your values, that are long-term, saver, uh, low-debt, high-quality type of of, of people that have a long horizon. Their horizon is 5, 10, 20 years. Look at Exxon. Exxon, Now, Exxon has done a big stock buyback program, but they've done it mostly out of cash. They've been very cautious for the most part. They actually stopped the stock buyback program a while back when they saw the real problems, and now they're, they're, they're being cautious. Exxon plans 10, 20 years in the future. And so with with corporations, you want to try to be with the guys that are going to be around a long time that aren't rolling the dice. And, and there's going to be a reckoning coming up, and it's coming very quickly in the world. And you have to understand you have got to protect your assets in this type of environment. Now, by the way, if you've got any questions or comments, I've thrown out a lot of stuff here. Uh, feel free to give us a call at 713-339-1070. Also, you can participate in the show a couple ways. You can sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report by going to maxoutsavings.com, or you can also uh, sign up for uh, a sit-down with me, and I'll show you how we manage uh, retirement assets at Max Out Savings Advisor using our, our value investing approach. So go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for some of the stuff uh, right now. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. A dramatic decline in the teen birth rate should encourage those who worry about young people producing kids before they've even finished high school. New numbers from the National Center for Health Statistics show teen births peaking in 1957, but declining ever since and now affecting young girls only one-fourth as often as they once did. This radical improvement has especially impacted black and Hispanic youngsters with Hispanic teenage births down 50% over a five-year period. Two factors drive this positive trend. Young people are less likely to have sex as teenagers, and those who do are more likely to use contraception. Contrary to liberal propaganda, abortion has not been a major factor. Abortion rates are way down in the last 10 years. At the same time, fewer teenagers gave birth. Amid so much gloom about our present and our future, this bit of good news deserves more public recognition. I'm Michael Medved. Check out a long list of history shows at medvedhistorystore.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. I'm Mark Davis, in for Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, a world of Republicans anxiously awaited the news from Paul Ryan. I think we had a very encouraging meeting. We'll examine what's next. That's going to require, like in any good marriage, compromise and change. We'll have a discussion with Paul Ryan. We can't just pretend to be unified when we know we're not. And Donald Trump. I think it'll work out. I really do. Meanwhile, the Democrats have Hillary Clinton as their likely nominee. She's a very talented woman in a lot of ways, but she's incredibly tone-deaf politically. We'll look deep into her politics. We have here an effort to usurp the wealth of the productive class, uh, and that, I think, is the secret war in American politics. We'll cover that and much more. Join us for our program and visit our website at townhallreview.com. If you missed the big stories this week, you can catch up with Town Hall Review, Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments in your retirement. Uh, that that uh, website, if you'd like to go to sign up for the newsletter or sit down with me, is maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And uh, you can sign up for the free uh, newsletter. We sent our most recent one out. We we talked a lot about – we actually pointed out about the what what was China doing increasing oil production 20 percent. We, we, we got a lot of interesting things. We we have savings tips in there. We have retirement tips, all types of, of, of things, how to uh, handle sudden wealth, common 401K mistakes. Uh, what's happening, uh, the, the NUA tax uh, advantage for uh, stock in your 401k plan. We got a lot of good stuff in the report. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. Uh, and you can also call us 713-339-1070. The, I, I, I came across a little uh, headline in the Financial Times this morning. Robust U, re, U.S. retail sales figures in the first quarter. Now, a couple things we have to understand. 
we're at the height of the political season in the United States. It, and the, the Obama administration wants to paint a picture that the economy is pretty good, it's recovering, it's really chugging along, and things are good, and he's done a good job, and the economy is, is, is fine, and we need to reelect the Democrats. And so you, you get stories like robust U.S. retail sales figures grow. April retail sales figure Figures grew by, uh, I want to say it was 1.4%, which is exciting. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then uh, I'm sure the retailers are doing well. But look at, let's take a look at some retailers and see how they performed this week. Uh, Walmart was down 4.1%. Macy's reported a bad quarter and a bad outlook said retailing is horrible. Down 17%. Uh, uh, Dillard's down 10.78%. The Target down 6.2%. Gap Stores down 18%. Well, surely the wealthier did better. That tends to be the J.W. Nordstrom crowd. Let's see how they did. Oh, they're down 18.5%. So here we have Walmart, Dillard's, Macy's, J.W. Nordstrom, Target, and Gap stores all down. The best one did down 4% for the week. The worst one did down nearly 19% for the week. Retail is a complete disaster in the United States of America. Now, Amazon was up about 5%. They're getting some of this, but clearly it's not all coming from them. Uh, and to show you how ridiculous the government's re, uh, retail sales number were for department stores. They said retail sales were up four tenths of a percent. And we just went right down the list of department stores and it looked like an apocalypse of retail for the week. So understand what's going on out there. This is not good that retail's doing this badly. This means that retailers aren't going to be hiring. This means they're going to be closing stores, which this means that the tax value of the real estate that they're in is going to go down, which means corporate cities and states are going to lose sales tax. They're going to lose property tax. They're going to lose income, uh, income and payroll tax because they're not getting because these people aren't hiring. We're seeing the same thing we've seen four months in a row in declining manufacturing. We're seeing a disaster, uh, basically a retail apocalypse is what they were calling it on uh, the financial shows this week. And and so – and the most disconcerting thing about the whole thing is, is, is the media is trying to – is trying to – uh, glom onto a, a number of 1.4% claiming it was better than expected. Uh, and so this, again, is a sign of a, glo- of, of a global slowdown and a slowdown in the United States. And I, I think we're continuing to see this. We are very defensive right now for our clients. Uh, looking at the market, the market is up, is, is basically even year-to-date. Uh, the transports are down four and a half percent. The only sector that's doing reasonably well are uh, the bonds, bond sector. Long-term government bonds have done the best. Uh, we've liked government, we've liked long-term bonds, and we've, we, and we've been holding them. Uh, this is something we're watching closely, but but really, it's not been a good year at all, and, and it appears to be getting worse. Uh, one of the things we saw this week is the is the 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 S and P, the Dow broke underneath their 50-day moving averages, which is just not a good sign, but we'll have to wait and really see see what's going to happen. But 
but really bad. Uh, of one point three percent is is actually the retail sales number, and it's just really uh, what came out of the retailers. What a reason one I want to point this out to you is what came out of the retailers this week on the conference calls was an absolute disaster on just so many fronts. And the real question is, is Amazon taking the business? I think yeah, they're taking some business, but I don't believe they're taking this much business. Restaurants are doing okay, although everyone I talk to in this town, restaurants are down. But that's just Houston. And uh, and really understand how difficult it is out there for, for the middle uh, class in this country. I think the middle class and the working class in this country is the most threatened group in the United States of America right now. Uh, they've gone They've gone since basically 2009 without a real uh, – without a real uh, – wage hike, uh, and Obamacare has been a, a basically a, 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 an absolute unmitigated disaster for the middle class in this country. Uh, I, I, I can't think of anything worse. Uh, the, 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 the increase in, in Obamacare has basically chewing right through the budgets of most middle class people in this country, and it's remarkable that this has gone on for five or six years, and we've been able to accomplish absolutely zero to get this thing removed. And now uh, insurance companies are dropping out of out of the, the programs, and, and, and the costs are expected to skyrocket again. Uh, it's it's one of the things really – one of the most frightening things about government and particularly about liberals is if you look at Venezuela, this week in Venezuela, they're having food riots. People cannot – in Venezuela, in some days, they have electricity only part of the day in Venezuela. Venezuela used to be a modern country. It was one of the most modern ones in South America. They don't have food. They don't have toilet paper. They can't import it. The beer company is having to shut down the biggest brewer, and they don't have beer because they can't afford to brew the beer. Uh, thousands of people broken have been breaking into into uh, supermarkets and government food facilities and in, in st- taking the food because they have no food to eat down there. The 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 uh, the socialist government in Venezuela just keeps going. They will never admit they're wrong. They always blame it on capitalists. They blame it on big business hiding and stockpiling food that's really there. And and yet. It, the standard of living plunges in this. These people cannot eat. They don't have enough food to feed their family in Venezuela. And the socialists blame everyone else but themselves. They will never step down. They are never wrong. And the only way you have to defeat them is at the ballot box and get them the heck out of there. And and that is one of the most remarkable. They will never sit there and say, you know, we probably should have done something different. And, and that's, that's the problem we have in this country. And the middle class has Something needs to be done to help them out. And the important thing is you've got to sit there and protect yourself and your family against these threats out there with the government. That When you have a big 401k plan, they have their eyes on it. That's why we have to have our guard up and make sure the government doesn't take that, which I don't believe they, they, they will be able to do. And uh, they, 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 as, as things get tighter, they become more desperate. And this is why you've got to continue to save money and build up wealth because eventually Social Security is going to be threatened by inflation because it always comes down in the end to once they can't get what they want, they start inflating the money supply recklessly, and eventually inflation takes over. And that's what I think you're going to see happen here. It, it's going to be in the future. Right now we're in deflation, but we're starting to see it. And so – it's important to understand this and protect yourself and set yourself up, not for what's going to happen next week, 
but what's going to happen next year and two years and 10 years from now in the future. One of my, uh, I get a, I think it was Financial Planning Magazine. They they had a they have a story on how to how to financially plan for people at age one hundred, and and we people are retiring at sixty five sixty five minus a hundred. Hmm. Let me see. What is that? Thirty five years. That that's longer than they're working. That's longer than many of these people are working. They're retired, and you've got to sit there and navigate through that. And when you have a completely unpredictable financial system, which the finest, best investors and wealthiest people in the world are telling you that's what's happening, then that's when you've got to have your guard up and you've got to def- you've got to adjust your risk factors in these markets and understand have a plan in place to protect your assets. So if you need some help there, go to the website. Tell you what, we got five minutes left. If anyone wants to get in and get a quick call, seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Here on the Max Out Savings Show. What else do we have here? I to touch base on. I also I just wanted to to touch base on is the 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 I've had some questions on the capital gains rate. It, it, it it's it's still a one year. If anything held less than a year is ordinary income, and anything over a year. Is, is capital gains, which is taxed at a much more favorable rate. And so one thing, and this is one of the things that we, we work on with people retiring, is if you have any company stock, remember you can, that's highly appreciated company stock, we can take it out of your plan and convert it from ordinary income into a long-term capital gain. Remember, if you have a stock in your in your company plan that's highly appreciated and you sell it and then take the money out, you're going to have to pay ordinary income tax. But if we pull it out using the NUA strategy, we can convert that to capital gains when you retire. So something to remember when you're working on your uh, – when you're looking to leave the company and understand that. Tell you what, we got a, a call from Carl. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? I'm great this morning. Uh, just a quick short-term question. So like uh-huh. for the next four or five months, what do you think the markets are going to do here in the U.S.? I, I think it sells off. I, I think there's gigantic uncertainty with this election. And I, I think there's also some people out there with a whole lot of money and power that are very threatened by Donald Trump, particularly in Mexico and in China. And particularly China and some of these other countries are going to try to – they're going to try to posture and try to cause problems so that – so Trump's afraid to go after them. And the best way to do that is to try to shake up our bond market in particular, our stock market or bond market, but the bond market in particular. And this is – look, I'm not convinced Hillary's going to be running uh, the final person. Uh, I think it's going to be Trump. Who knows what's going to happen in the convention? Everything's up in the air. I think Trump wins, but there's a lot of confusion right now, and that's not good for the market. I think the market, I think the the you're seeing earnings are decelerating. Retail is horrible. Manufacturing's dropping. The market's very high, especially on a price to cash flow basis. When you dig down, I think this market's going to have a good size correction. And see, I agree with most of what you said, but I really think that uh, Hillary Clinton's going to win, and the uh, I think that. Trump might even get as many votes, but I think in the Electoral College, I think as Republicans, I think we'll lose again. But that's just conjecture. Yeah. Now, Carl, there, look, there's some really smart people that think, I mean, I, it, there's two camps on this, definitely. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. The only thing I'm hoping that's going to pull Trump through is I'm looking at the, at the, at the difference between the Republicans 
Democrats voting and the, and the Republicans, and there just seems the Republicans just seem to be turning out in droves. Well, thank you, and I really appreciate your show every week. Thank you very much. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. And Carl had a good point. Look, that some very, very, very astute people have told me they didn't think Trump could win. So we, we'll have to see on this. But look, I think there's a lot. of you, you just saw it right there. OK, there's a lot of confusion out there right now. And, and that's not really good for the market. And that's why you really have to have your guard. There was a big hedge fund powwow in uh, Las Vegas this weekend, the SALT conference. I've been to that a couple of times and been to the one in uh, Singapore. And it, it, there was a lot of negativity coming out of that conference. I think people were really shook up about that. And, and, and so uh, there's a lot of unknowns in the world today. and You really have to have your guard up. Tell you what, we're coming up on the end of the show. If you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll show you our value investing approach to the stock and bond market for your retirement assets. Uh, show you how we manage money. You can also sign up for that free newsletter. It's a free newsletter. We don't call you up. We don't bother you. Just go to the website and, and sign up for the report. It's maxoutsavings with an S.com, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember the motto of the Max Out Saving Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.